Hello, and welcome to episode 4 of Sleep Startle, a podcast by me, Maya Carlton. Today, I'll be reading Oscilloscope Envy, a short story devised fully from my own mind, not a dream, um, that I'm very excited to share with you today. So, let's jump into it. 1. A research lab is a place of divine inspiration, but also sacrifice. Dr. Watson and his lab members knew this more than anything. Many hours of free time were sacrificed to finish this paper. The data would help patients with congenital blindness. It was supporting implant technology, so these patients would have their sight restored. Today was a crunch day. The team would be spending at least 10 hours in a small, cramped space collecting data, and while that may not seem absolutely terrible, it also had to be completely collected in the dark. The dark is a scary place to most, but Dr. Watson and his team were used to it. This was a common occurrence, and everyone was used to it. The routine of small red flashlights guiding their steps. Today was no different. Free time wasn't the only sacrifice taking place in this lab, but there was also an animal sacrifice. Mice were the test subjects, their retinas necessary for the study. Everyone has to adjust to the death. Everyone has to find peace. These animals were bred for this. This was their destiny. And to everyone in that small, cramped room, science was their destiny. The lab was relatively new and trying to make a name for itself, and a publication in a notable journal would do just that. The members got along well. Dr. Watson was dedicated and caring, determined to succeed. Besides Dr. Watson, there was David, an undergraduate research assistant, Stephanie, a graduate student, and Josue, the lab manager. In terms of established labs, this was extremely small, and the lab space matched that assumption. There were just enough chairs for the group, but too few electrophysiology stations for everyone to do independent research, so they all crowded around Dr. Watson, the master, the cell whisperer, the mentor. The space was cramped more than ever in these situations, but the group was dedicated to science, and this is what it entailed. When adjusting to the dark, everyone initially feels fear. It's pitch black. Your photoreceptors can't absorb stray photons until they acclimate. Some will run, searching for the light. Others can sit and wait for the dimmest of lights to come through. It seeps out from under door cracks, from blackout tape, a blinking light from a computer put to sleep. They all begin to illuminate the darkness and bring out a new world. It's amazing what rods can do. Single photon absorption ranges. These facts are relevant due to the nature of the research the lab conducted. David ran through the procedure in his head. They were about to begin. He was new and needed to learn every step before running experiments on his own. The mouse was sacrificed and a dissection was conducted under infrared light. The retinas would be separated from the pigment epithelium and then cut into four smaller pieces. One piece would be placed under the microscope, which also used infrared light, and a camera to let the researchers see. A glass pipette was sent down searching for a worthy cell, and the recordings began. Patterns of light too dim for the researchers' eyes to see, but just enough to excite cells were flashed upon the retina. Under perfect conditions, the room would be as dark as the deepest tunnel. You throw things down that you'd like to forget. 
but in many cases this is impossible to achieve. The oscilloscope posed the main problem. A light green glow escaped and placed an evergreen shadow onto half the researchers' faces. The day would be long and laborious. There were always problems that needed fixing, and in the dark, troubleshooting is basically finding a needle in a haystack. Today was serious. There was no joking around between members, just the background hum of a lab at work. Mouse snails clicking isn't a sound you typically hear after a sacrifice. It's also a very distinct sound. If you haven't owned a small animal that scurries around a cage, here's another analogy. A light clickety-clack of a Mac keyboard. David looked from side to side. No one else seemed to hear the noise. It was hour nine. Maybe he was hallucinating, with this light deprivation that they were all under. There were many noises within the lab that were normal. The steady hum of the vacuum pump, the carbogen gas bubbling solution, and the steady bloop of the oscilloscope when a cell fires action potentials. Small nails clicking across the desktop was not a normal lab sound. He heard the sound again. About five minutes later, it made his heart race, his mind go in circles. He once again looked to his colleagues, no response. He got up to say something to Dr. Watson. It seemed as though everyone was frozen, their eyes glazed over, their bodies cold. No signs of life, but they sat upright in the same positions, never moving. David was the only one left, the only one aware that anything was going wrong. The scurrying sounds got louder. David began to feel frightened of the dark, of this lab, of the people around him. He raced for the door, but it was locked from the outside, or that damn door jam had gotten stuck again. He assumed the ladder and tried to flip the light switch. Nothing happened. The only light was the green glow from the oscilloscope. True fear was welling up inside David now. Everything was wrong. This was straight out of a nightmare. The ticking of the mouse nails was getting closer. He ran for a flashlight. He felt pops, breaks, and ooze underneath his feet as he went. But the sounds were following him, and he was moving fast. The lab was a labyrinth in the dark. Chairs, desks, and zoned-out lab workers littered the floor space. David trips on the corner of a desk and hits the ground with a loud thud. But no one turns, no one asks if he's okay, but the sound is almost upon him. He scurries towards the oscilloscope, the only sound of light, his back against a workstation. He starts to calm his breathing down, and in the process peers at his shoes. They're covered in a dark, thick, gooey substance. His fingers find their way to them in disbelief. The consistency is almost gelatinous, with hard bits in between. Before the reality of his steps hits his traumatized mind, a small weight falls onto his shoulder, with claws digging through his clothing. He rips the thing from his shoulder, and in the green light illuminating the hand in front of him, he finds a mouse, with no eyes, just holes where they used to be, soaked in blood. David screams and throws the creature, but it isn't the only one. They've surrounded him. They begin to climb up his shirt. Too many to throw, too many to move. He was trapped. They find his face and then his eyes. They dig and bite and bore through every piece of his eye until every mouse resides within his skull. It was justice, after all. A sacrifice for a sacrifice.
Whisper. A change in the oscilloscope wakes the lab assistant from his slumber. It was all a dream, and the professor didn't even know he was dozing off. The lab is still black. The experiments press on. Nothing crazy happened. Another run-of-the-mill day. He's the only one who lived through hell today. No one else in the lab would know his imagined horror. He's sure they're dozing too, but dreaming of nice things, not mice with no eyes, devouring everyone. He sighed in relief. He felt the eyes of the other technicians turn towards him. Did you doze off, David? We have some great moments in science going on here. Please stay attentive, Dr. Watson said coyly. But David wasn't listening. He began to hear a sound, a ticking sound, like mouse nails across the desktop. Well, there was your story for the day, and I hope you enjoyed it. It came to me as I was sitting in my lab, thinking of how terrifying this would be to anyone that doesn't do research, specifically when we did in the dark experiments and the oscilloscope was the only thing lighting the lab. I thought, during Halloween or a post-apocalyptic movie, this would be terrifying, and so that's where I got a lot of my inspiration from. Um, research is, is long and, and it takes a lot of time, and I felt like this was kind of the perfect story to tell a research assistant who falls asleep because no one can see him in the dark and has nightmares about the subjects he works on and then none of it's real but also is it real i really enjoy writing horror stories and i think that some parts of my lab were the perfect inspiration for this horror story so i do hope you enjoyed it maybe it gave you the heebie-jeebies I don't know, most people don't like mice or rats and think they're gross, so, you know, one with no eyes would be much more terrifying than just a mouse normally, and especially when they bore into your head through your eyeballs. So, you know, with Halloween approaching, I hope that everyone enjoys listening to this. If you'd like to support the podcast if you're liking the stories that i'm putting out if you stay all the way till the end which i don't think most people do um i'm gonna set up a patreon most likely where i will depending on the tiers be putting out the actual hard copies of these books um and short stories i think they're much better to read in your own voice instead of in my voice they're a lot more dramatic in that way uh, so I'll be putting out a Patreon with all the stories. Um, I'm gonna think of a few other tiers as well. Maybe I'll do an additional podcast every week and that'll be another tier. I've gotta put it together, but for the time being, you can follow me on all my social medias. Um, I need to change them so they're kind of more fluid with the podcast, but at m.x.andra, um, Instagram, and that's all I really have is an Instagram, not on Twitter or any of that. You can also find me on YouTube if you just look up Sleep Startle. I don't actually film these. They are only audio versions, so if you're already listening to the audio version, I'm sure you know where to find it. Um, maybe someday I'll film them in a spooky way, but that requires a bit more effort than sitting down and just reading a story. So yeah, I hope you enjoy, um, and I'll see you next week.